Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast, where our goal is to equip you with the tools you need to ditch the prayer guilt, grow in your relationship with God, and pray like you and nobody else. Stay tuned for our latest episode after this quick word from our sponsor. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hi there. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Alana here with Jamie. How's it going, Jamie? It's going well. How are you? I'm good. What's Welcome been new back. With- oh, thank you. Yeah. So our family was in New York City for a week and just got back, which is kind of the inspiration behind today's topic. So yeah, fun to be back. We're feeling good. We're not feeling too exhausted, which is kind of nice. And like we loved every minute we were there, but it also felt so good to come home. That's the best when you feel like, I think the perfect vacation is you never get to the point where you're just like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm done mm-hmm. with this. And mm-hmm. then, but then you get home and you're not just like, oh man, I just, that wasn't long enough. I don't feel like I need, right. I got, you know, that's yeah. perfect. So good for yeah. you guys for striking the balance. You got a lot done. Like you did a lot we of did. stuff. We did. Well, and this was our first time out of state in four or five years. Mm -hmm. It was nice traveling with the kids being a little older. And we all love theater, which our longtime listeners, you know, they could probably count on (laughs) all 10 fingers and toes, how many, you know, like Broadway references have have come up at some point in our discussion. So it was all really, really nice. Oh, that's great. I'm so happy. Good to have you back. But and I'm glad you got back without any major issues with all the airline travel stuff that's happening. Yeah. I know. Nope. Everything went really, really smoothly. So we had the one issue we had is we called one Uber that didn't have room for us all. And then we were able to call another and it was there in like two minutes. Like that's literally the only like transportation kind of issue. Like everything was on time. Nothing was too rushed. None of the layovers were too long. So yeah, we're really, really thankful. And it kind of has sparred the topic for this conversation in two ways. So first off, I'm excited just to connect with you, Jamie, because I haven't really talked to you. We've texted a little bit since I've been back, but I haven't talked. But also it just got me thinking, you know, like in our conversations about prayer, it's become more and more apparent, just anything in your life, whether it's talking about doing the laundry like you do every single day of your life, or if it's something like a once in a lifetime thing, like a trip you take once in 10 years, there are ways to incorporate prayer into it. And so I'm really excited. And And I just want to start by saying like, we recognize that not everybody is able to travel um, for health reasons or financial reasons. Not everybody likes to travel, but what we're, so we're not really talking only to people who are going to be going on like a trip in the next three months. This is really just another opportunity to remind us all how anything can be a springboard for prayer. And I think one cool thing about travel is it does get you out of your comfort zone and helps you to see things with a little more attention. And that's a great 
characteristic to bring to your prayer life as well. So we just, I don't want people to think that this is only for people who love to travel and book, you know, a billion vacations (laughs) in a lifetime. Um, You know, we're not that kind of family. We're definitely homebodies, but this, this was um, really special. And yeah, I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah. Well, before we get started, we'll do our verse of the day, which is um, first Thessalonians five, 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This just happened to come to mind thinking about, you know, when we go on vacation or even if we're not on vacation, but we have a break, like let's say you have kids and you have a Christmas break or um, Mm -hmm. summer vacation, or you take a week off and you're just, you know, at home. Um, We never take a vacation from prayer, you know? And so I just think, yeah, this is, this is a great opportunity to talk about some of those things and just kind of realize, yeah, we're, we're always in communication with God. How Mm -hmm. do we pivot when we have those times where we're out of, you know, our comfort zone or out of our, out of our normal surroundings. But, um, but yeah, there's just like a lot of, uh, a lot of, I think insight to be able to look in yourself and think about, okay, when I go on vacation, do I look at it as like, oh, I'm going to take a vacation from my prayer obligations. Right. You know, where Mm -hmm. is that's for me, like just when, when you talked about praying on vacation, there, there are a lot of different angles to take, but one of the things that I would love at some point in the conversation to address is do we look at prayer as a chore that we need a break mm-hmm. from? Do we look at it as something that, oh, thank goodness, I'll leave my prayer journal behind. Or <laughs> right. Or on the other hand, is it like, oh, I'm on vacation. I don't have all of the distractions. I can't wait to spend more time praying and spending quiet time alone with God where I don't get that normally. I don't know. It's it's not that. Yeah. yeah so yeah, no, there's there's a lot that we can talk about here. Or just for fun, um, I'm going to get to the one that you threw in here, but I have one for you too, is what stresses you out the most about travel? Like what's your least favorite aspect? My least favorite, hands down, is all of the things that I need to get in order before I leave. And this is true mm-hmm. mostly if I leave alone or okay. if my husband and I leave alone and the kids are home. Mm-hmm. We've only ever left all the kids one time. But mm-hmm. when, when I just feel like if we're all traveling together, I don't mind as much because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we get all packed up and our whole family's going, but then there are animals to contend with and who takes right, care of the house, right. and, you know? So I would say the details leading up to whether it's, you know, schedule, making sure podcast episodes are scheduled in advance mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. getting the dog and the lizards taken care of and stuff like that, like but especially when it's just me leaving or me and my husband leaving or just a couple of, and we have kids behind mm-hmm. all of the details of where they're going to be. Is the person taking them where they're going to be going right. to remember? Are they going to be able to handle <laughs> yeah. the juggling? Cause I can't always handle it. And it's my lifestyle that I know, you right, know, of right. where they need to go. So yeah, that is my most stressful once I'm mm-hmm. on the plane, like I, I always think to myself, I wish I could just time warp to being on the plane where mm-hmm. everything that you're going to forget is forgotten. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> All of the arranging that you had to do, it's it's got to be done by then. So being on the vacation itself, like I don't stress at all about that, really. I, that's yeah. not true. I'm sure I stress, but yeah, Less. but it's a different. Interesting. Yeah. It's kind of, a, I love what you said. Like if it's forgotten, it's forgotten. And I think it's a good reminder because so many of us feel like 
um, I think especially as moms where we feel responsible for like kind of organizing other people as well. We feel like if we take a mental break for even like an hour, like if I don't think about the schedule for an hour, something's going to fall through the cracks. And sometimes it's nice to be like, you know what? I'm 3000 feet up in the air and I have no Wi-Fi, and nobody can call me. So life is what life is, yeah, right? <laughs> nobody could possibly need anything that I can do for them because they're sitting yeah. in a seat. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. there's something freeing about that. So what about you? I have a hard time just with the, um, I love the idea of travel, like my mind and my spirit love the idea of travel, but my body, like it's just, it's very uh, tiring for me. So I often, I have to work really hard to not get sick on vacation yeah, said that or away before, from home. That it's like a real conscious it's, effort with yeah. wearing a mask on the plane. Even before masks were a thing, you were wearing oh, yeah. a mask on the plane. I was, and, yeah. you know, germexing all the time and, mm-hmm. you know, bumping up the vitamin C, just it's stressful on my body because I am such a homebody person that um, I feel like home is where I refuel. Home is where I just, I feel a hundred percent relaxed, not like I'm lying down, taking a spa day, like not that kind of relaxed, right. but it's just like, I'm not thinking about anything And I mean, obviously I am, it's just, it's very different. It's hard for me to explain. Like when I'm home, I don't feel like I need to be um, on. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Like I can just, I I can be me. I can wear my pajamas until noon if I feel like it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So yeah, for me, it's just the physical stress of the travel. That's real hard. Well, and it sounds like the mental stress too, and emotional stress Mm -hmm. of just, you Mm -hmm. know, which manifests as a physical Exactly. You know, as fatigue. And yeah, no, I, I can relate to that depending on the trip. Like I, Mm -hmm. um, I think about times where I don't love trips where we have multiple destinations. I like it when we can settle in. Cause I would say my second on my list of least favorite things is the unpacking and packing again and unpacking Mm -hmm. and packing Mm -hmm. again. And we've had trips where, you know, in order to visit everybody since we live in Alaska to be able to make the rounds sometimes we used to try and make the rounds in one trip to save money Mm -hmm. and like have you know stop here then go there then go home and Mm -hmm. it's exhausting and it's hard yeah 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 for us one thing that really helped is we stayed at an Airbnb and not a hotel And so it had like a little living room. It had a little kitchen. We Mm -hmm. ate in probably about half the time and um, we connected it to our Amazon Prime account. So we got to watch some psych and just like something familiar that gets us laughing. And, you know, it made it feel like home. I even made the conscious effort to to start saying, okay, when do you guys want to start heading home? Meaning the Airbnb, as opposed to when do you want to go back? First of all, it's fewer syllables, but it also, because I read like home is where I recharge, just having that base. And then the other thing that was really nice, um, which I think is probably very unique for Manhattan is there was a washer and dryer unit there. So we were able to do like, we probably did four or five loads of laundry, like almost every day. It was just, you know, we all threw our laundry in and washed it. And so it helped with the, um, 
kind of that coming home feel, you know, there wasn't as, as much to do. It wasn't like we were coming home with, you know, 18 garbage bags full of dirty clothes, you know, just staying on top of it, but really thinking in my mind, okay, this is home. And so I'd even ask myself, what are some things that I do at home? Those are the things that I want to do here. And like, unfortunately, you know, (laughs) our life over the last several years until we moved into this house, like we moved a lot. We moved like almost annually for like four or five years in a row. And so I kind of got into the habit of asking myself, like, what is, what can I do to make this feel like home faster than like waiting for the feeling of home to just come? So like for me, some of those things were, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds really silly, but having a TV show that we were already familiar with that we could sit and watch and it was just totally relaxing and chill time. Another thing we did is we made it a point in our schedule. Like we were never so packed that it was like we left home at six in the morning and got back at 11 at night. Right. You know, like we usually had um, either like a two or three hour chunk in the middle of the day or before whatever we were doing that evening just to to come and veg. And if we didn't, if we were going to go like from afternoon stuff to evening stuff, we didn't get out of the house to like, you know, noon. And we just, so every day we made it a point to have, you know, a two, probably two hour minimum chunk of time where none of us had to be on, none of us had to be, um, super vigilant, you know, about safety and germs and where are we going, right? So we could just kind of relax and breathe. And that was really, really nice too. That's important. And Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I think that could be a great segue into kind of the prayer component is Mm -hmm. I think we're tempted sometimes, depending on the type of vacation, but I think we're tempted sometimes to pack so much in and Mm -hmm. just kind of cram everything in. And it is important, I think. I love how intentional you were about several of those things, about even Mm -hmm. the wording that you used about the place you were staying in and just Mm -hmm. knowing your family and yourselves and what you guys love. And Mm -hmm. I think vacation, you know, so many times people come back from a vacation, they're like, I need a vacation from my vacation. Exactly. (laughs) And then what's the point? I know. Yeah. yeah, And it didn't feel that way at all for us. Like, like I said, we loved every minute we were there. Had we like, I think we could have lasted another day or two and really enjoyed it. There were things that we didn't do that would have been really fun, but like, it was so nice coming home too. So um, yeah, let me just jump in. I've just been jotting lots of ideas of, of things I wanted to talk about. And one of them was when you're away from home. So whether this is like a business trip or a mission trip or just a vacation for fun or wherever, when when you're away from home, I think that one of the best things that we can do to enhance our prayer lives is to just notice stuff, right? And, and so one thing that I liked to do is I noticed what I missed. And I would ask Scott and the kids that kind of regularly too, like, is there anything surprising that you missed? Like, oh, I'm surprised I missed it. Like, obviously we all knew we would miss the dogs, right? Like that wasn't a surprise, but there were certain things I missed that I didn't like, I missed my bathroom <laughs> because when I'm home and I'm just in my loungewear and it's winter, I'm wearing my bathrobe usually because we keep the house kind of cool. And and it just, it feels like I get to wear a blanket everywhere I go, you know? So even like noticing the things you miss and what I think that does for our prayer life is it helps us 
you know, it's kind of the absent makes the heart grow fonder, which I've always thought was kind of a silly cliche. But I think in a case like this, it sort of makes sense. It's, oh, I really missed my bathrobe. So when I get home, let me give thanks to God when I put my bathrobe on, right? Like I doubt I've done that anytime in 2022. I doubt I ever said, thank you, God, for my bathrobe. <laughs> and I've done it a couple of times since we've been home. So even just noticing the things you miss, I think is a really neat way to it's just an interesting way to appreciate things that you would otherwise take for granted. It is. And I think that doing that, you know, it can, it's almost doing reverse complaining. It's like, yeah. because what you could think is, oh, I'm in this house and, you know, it's kind of cool. And I, I sure wish I had my bathrobe, boy, mm-hmm. I, you know, and you kind of have this like negative right, right. mindset. But when you frame it and kind of like preemptively prime yourself to think of, to take note of the things you miss in a way that leads to Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. That's a a huge thing. That's a huge way to not be grumbling and not be like, Oh, I don't, you know, don't have my super fast phone charger. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm just making something up, you know, or cable TV, if you like cable or, you know, my Wi-Fi is slower. My Wi-Fi is slower. Yeah. But to to reframe it as take note of the things you miss with mm-hmm. the idea of giving thanks for them now. And then when exactly. you get back to be even more grateful, that's really yeah. cool. That's a great So tip. when you're away from home, is there anything like funny that you find you miss like that would, that surprises you? I need to think about that. Well, my coffee maker, my like okay. espresso maker, because mm-hmm. I love being able to make my own espresso and not have to buy it. So yeah. I do, I, I've gotten to the point where I actually like my coffee better than I like Starbucks or anything else, mm-hmm. the way that I make it. Cool. And mm-hmm. So I do, I miss my, I miss the yeah. ability to make my own coffee and instead have to rely on going somewhere or right. a hotel coffee pot mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, that makes sense. That's one thing. Um, let me, let me just think though. I think um, I miss our, my husband, Matt has done like a great job of like doing a sound system in our living room, like where he oh, put uh-huh. secret, like surround sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he did it a long time ago, but it's just really nice to like, we can, I just really enjoy watching movies in our yeah. living room. So I would it's say nice when experience. we're traveling, mm-hmm. we don't always have that luxury. And there are actually times when we don't watch certain movies. We're like, we're going to wait to watch that at home because oh, funny. we know that it'll have it'll just better be so much sound. Better. Yeah. Like if we think, oh, let's watch not that, it, you know, if something, if we're in a hotel and it's on the TV and we'll watch mm-hmm, it, but if we mm-hmm. have an idea to watch a movie and we're away, right. and we don't, we'll sometimes be like, well, let's save that for when we get home. Oh, that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I those are special kinda, things. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Those are, those are two things I can think of. I feel like there's, there's some really big ones. My, um, our shower too. We spent, mm-hmm. I probably mentioned it like probably up until like a year or so ago, I probably mentioned our never ending bathroom remodel project. Um, But I love our shower now. The shower, Mm -hmm. I, my favorite part of the whole bathroom is our shower head. It's like a a big big square (laughs) Uh rain shower head. And my husband like, you know, made it so that it has good pressure. So Mm -hmm. I love, I love our shower. That's another thing that I really enjoy. 
Yeah. Well, and I love that it can just like, it can be simple things like a shower or your slippers or, you know, whatever creates that feel of home. And I think that is really important because a lot of us, we pray from a sense of kind of feeling um, like cozy, right? There's, there's a sense that you need to feel um, safe in your environment to pray. And I'm not saying that like you couldn't pray or that you wouldn't pray if you were, I don't know, imprisoned or, you know, or kidnapped or something. That's not quite what I say I'm saying, but there's a sense, at least for me, of home and deep prayer really do kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And so when you're not home, I think one tip that we could take with us are what is, um, how can we bring that feeling to wherever we are? So That's for me, good. it was calling the Airbnb home. It was pacing <laughs> like a paste mm-hmm. because for me, like that makes me feel like, um, I, I almost feel like the Israelites marching around Jericho. It, it makes me feel like this is my space. So I am walking and I am, you know, getting used. And of course, I just like to pace because it helps my mind, you know, kind of calm down. But really asking yourself, okay, if I'm not at home and these are the feelings that I miss from being at home, or this is like the emotion that home evokes for me, the question then is, what could I do? to create that feeling here. I didn't do it because I knew my husband would just kind of laugh and think it was silly, but part of me wanted to go and buy just like a pretty flower bouquet from a street vendor. Do you know what I mean? And just kind of put it in a vase and keep it there. And is there a real reason for it? No, but at home, I've got my plant. So maybe Mm -hmm. having another plant could be something that reminds me of home. Um, And then that leads to being conducive to prayer, right? So let's say that, um, let's say you're traveling and you, what you really miss is your coffee maker. And I'm going to guess that it's not just the taste of your coffee. I'm going to guess that it's a whole routine because like watching you prepare coffee, it's almost as intricate as like watching a, a Japanese tea ceremony, right? Like there's there's different cups for different things. And I mean, I'm not saying you're doing it as performance art, but there is a routine for it. And it's not just, I push a button and out comes my coffee, you know? And I can guess that that sense of routine is also like comforting Mm -hmm. and inviting for you. And so, okay, you're on vacation. You, um, you don't have your coffee maker, but maybe there's a coffee maker in the hotel room. And so you can kind of, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Like deliberately, make your coffee with that same kind of appreciation or enjoyment, or maybe there's, there's no way to make coffee. Um, what's another, like, what's it's something else you could do for your morning routine. Maybe you have a different like vacation morning routine. Maybe every morning you make the bed and refold the clothes or something like, you know what I mean? Or just something that's kind of habitual. Um, because I think for me, like, that's one of the things that a lot of people, um, Americans, especially I would guess appreciate about the morning coffee routine is it, it's a trigger to your mind. This is how we Mm -hmm. start the day. And so if you're missing that, you can come up with a different kind of trigger. Um, or (laughs) this is not a prayer tip. This is just a travel hack. I travel with, um, chocolate covered espresso beans. (laughs) So if I need it and like, there's no coffee bill, I could just pop one or two of those in. My father-in-law has his hack is he gets the um, Starbucks. I think it's called Via. It's Mm -hmm. they're these little 
um, like pow- it's basically like concentrated coffee powder that you add boiling water to and it makes mm-hmm. instant coffee. It's uh-huh. really good. Like if you make it right with the right temperature water, you cannot tell the difference between really? fresh fruit. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, he travels with those because he wakes up at like, I don't know, 5 a.m. He's a very early riser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so depending on where he is, he may or may not have access to coffee, like especially right. at my house where he's just like, mm, I don't really until well, and he's your there coffee for a maker's of intimidating. Days. I wouldn't know how right. to use it if I, I have, <laughs> I have a normal one too, but uh-huh. he almost, but he, you know, I think he's just like, mm, I'll just make my via and then yeah. we'll have coffee. But, you know, just, I think it's really, there's actually something really powerful about establishing a morning routine when you're traveling. Yes. Mm-hmm. And making the effort. So I, I'm I'm kind of like a po- on both sides of this camp. Because on one hand, I've tried really hard to be a morning person. I love the mornings. Mm-hmm. But at this stage in my life, I just, for, I'm not able to super focus in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And when I'm on vacation, I don't always get up really early. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, I really feel like it's so rewarding to make yourself get up just a little bit earlier to, to establish some kind of morning routine before everything starts, before everybody Mm -hmm. else gets up or whatever, or even if it's not before everyone gets up to allow yourself to make yourself take that, you know, even just five Mm -hmm. or 10 minutes, um, whether it's sitting on the porch, if you're somewhere where it's nice out or finding a favorite chair in the hotel room or going down to the hotel lobby or going for a walk around the block. If you're somewhere at an Mm -hmm. Airbnb or whatever it is, but just like find your thing and then establish that, that little morning routine just for Mm -hmm. the place that you're vacationing or, or that you have to be for a while. And I think that could definitely, um, you could incorporate prayer into that. And I think mm-hmm. that that could be very cool. Yeah. Well, and I know one of the things, this is a big reason why traveling is stressful for me is I miss like complete solitude, like, because it's not uncommon that like, I might be the first one, but we're just home in our normal schedule. I might be the first one awake and I'll come downstairs and have like over an hour just to myself or, you know, at various points throughout the day, our kids are old enough that they're kind of doing their own thing. So I've got, I've got time and I've got space and, you know, in Manhattan, and your everything office is- too, you know, you yes. have an office to work mm-hmm. in and that's yeah. a physical barrier kind to of other my, things. Yeah. It's my space. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I can sit and stare out the window and not have anybody be like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, or I could, um, I don't know, like sometimes I'll even like, praise dance and I can have the door shut and I don't need to worry about people thinking I'm weird for it. I and totally so want to of... see that. I really, <laughs> you're never going to see that. <laughs> Maybe you will, nobody else. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I was thinking of just some tips for, and not everybody it's varies in how important solitude is right for me, like 24 hours, no solitude at all. It's going to be really, really stressful. And that's why it's mm-hmm. hard for me to not get sick, but it's that same idea. Okay. I'm craving solitude. I'm craving a wide open space. I'm craving silence. I'm not going to find that in a two bedroom apartment in Manhattan with five people ever. Like I'm just not going to find that. So what Mm -hmm. you have to do is 
okay, how can I do something else? Maybe it's just like a, a longer shower than normal, right? For some of us moms, that's the one quiet time we get. And, you know, and not just on vacation. I remember when the kids were little, like, yeah, shower's the one uninterrupted 15 minutes when a toddler's not knocking on the door. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Or for me, it turned into, you know, either my pacing time, and I just had to turn off. My my family's used to it. I had to not think, yeah, my my kids are going to think I'm just weird because all I'm doing is walking from one end of the <laughs> apartment to the other. They're used to it. So I just kind of, I allowed myself to turn off my brain and not think about the fact that I was surrounded by my family for mm-hmm. at least, you know, 10 minutes, a couple times a day. And that was important. Um, so if you're kind of built like that, where quiet and solitude is really important for you to just feel kind of mentally well (laughs) and balanced, Mm -hmm. but you're traveling and you're, it's really busy or it's really crowded or you're never physically alone. I think it's important to find ways to recreate that sense. So like Mm -hmm. I said, a long shower break, um, staying in bed in the morning and maybe not even sleeping. Like I did that a couple of times. If we were home in the afternoon, I'd, I'd lie down in bed for 15, 20 minutes. I wasn't trying to fall asleep, but it was just, again, I didn't have to be on. My my kids weren't going to come and ask me questions. I wasn't going to be feeling like, oh, well, if I'm in the same room as my family, not talking to them, then they'll think I'm mad at them or something. You know, it was just, again, able to turn off. Like I'm kind of like a, a um, an old computer. Where it needs to shut down sometimes, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So- Um, and then I go ahead. Well, I was just going to say another way you can do that. I found myself being the one to offer if we need a grocery run, you know, I'll go to the store Mm -hmm. just to have that car time, you know, by yourself or even with someone else. Like I I know I'm like you, I I do need that alone time. And I do Mm -hmm. find myself lacking in that when, when we go on vacation. Mm -hmm. Um, but even just making opportunities, I think when you're on vacation, to be deliberate with the people that maybe you're not deliberate about taking one-on-one time with other times, you know, just being able to make that extra time. Um, Because not only is that a way for you to kind of get away from the Mm -hmm. everybody, but to also learn more about someone to help you pray for them better or just just to connect connect with them and see how they're doing and check in with them. And yeah. So we had two really cool times like that on this trip. So for one of them, I really wanted to go to the museum of modern art. It's not my husband's thing. And I knew it wasn't going to be our youngest son's thing. And so we split up for about half the day and the two high schoolers and I went to the museum of modern art and they were old enough that basically we kind of just said, okay, we're, we're all going to stay on this floor. Let's meet up in 40 minutes. And then it turned into just walk around. And, and that was another time where I could kind of just create that. Like, um, some people are going to think this is weird, but like, I would prayerfully look at a lot of the art. And so here's how I did it. So I'd walk around and just kind of ask myself, okay, what, what resonates with me? What stands out to me? 
And then I would kind of just stand there and look at it. And I actually, I had my timer going. I had a two minute timer. So basically just every two minutes, it made a really, um, well, I think it was on vibrate, but it helped me. So like, if I found something that stood out to me, I would stand in front of it until my timer beeped. And then I decided if I was ready to move on or if I wanted a little more time. And I would ask myself questions like, um, like what emotions does this evoke? Or even like, since it's, um, you know, it's modern art. So like, almost like the inkblot test, right? Like, oh, this blue thing, what does it look like to me? Like, you could even do this cloud watching, right? Like, what's that look like to me? Oh, it looks like a firehouse. Maybe I'll pray for people who's, you know, who are at risk of fires or something like that. It could just be a trigger for prayer. And, um, and so that turned into just a quiet time for me. But my husband and our youngest son took a tour of Queens. They took a a food tour. And oh, so they had a local so cool. walk them around to all of these really interesting ethnic um, restaurants. Cause I guess I never made it to Queens, but the way my husband explained it is it's, it's laid out in very distinct neighborhoods that are really close together. And each neighborhood mm-hmm. kind of has its own kind of ethnic flair. And so they loved it. And so that was really neat one-on-one time for them. And it was kind of neat um, decompress time for me because like I said, like my other two kids, they, we, we just kind of ignored each other until it was time for us to go to the next floor. Well, and those, th- those two are definitely <laughs> more my quiet on the ones. introverted <laughs> side too. So they probably enjoyed that. They did. Alone it time. was, That's yeah, worked out, it worked great. out well. It really Mm -hmm. did. And then the other super fun thing one-on-one is, um, so we basically, I'm not going (laughs) to make apologies for it. We went to see the shows. Like we our our whole family is such big fans of theater. I Um, love that. Yes. Yeah. So we booked three shows. They were all amazing. Like the schedule, even in like, which we saw first, second, and third, like everything was perfect. But there was always in the back of my head, there was one more show. Really, really, really wanted to see. And we had one day that we kept kind of open because we didn't want to over plan the trip mm-hmm. and kind of exhaust ourselves. But once we got there and I realized, okay, I'm, I'm not as overwhelmed as I thought I might be. <laughs> and I am loving these shows so much. They're all even better than I expected. There was still in the back of my head. I still really, really wish we had booked tickets for this one show. And my oldest son kind of was feeling the same. And it wasn't a show that we all would have loved. And my son's about to turn 17. And so on the last day, I had I had grabbed last minute tickets like a day or two before and he didn't know. And then on the last day, what we said was um, we told the kids. So Scott really wanted to do a sightseeing cruise around the harbor, like Statue of Liberty and all of that. I was kind of take it or leave it. I was like, it's going to be cold. It's late. It's crowded. It's just like sightseeing just for the sake of sightseeing isn't my thing. Yeah. Um, And so basically the plan was he was going to take our two youngest and my almost 17 year old and I, and he's the most introverted. um, We were just going to chill at, at the Airbnb, maybe watch a movie or something. And that afternoon I was able to surprise him and tell him that we were actually going to go see the one last show. So he and I went to that one, just the two of us. And it was, it was just spectacular. It was, um, it was breathtaking. And this is something that I wanted to touch on too, like, especially for people who appreciate any type of art, um, mm-hmm. theater, ballet, movies, TV, reading a book, like anything that gets you engrossed in the experience that can be so prayerful. 
And I don't think it needs to be, I am going to read this Christian book about this Bible character. And I don't think it needs to be, I am going to watch this Christian movie by this Christian production company with these Christian actors about these Christian characters. I think that um, unless it is (laughs) blatantly like, you know, rated R sinful, like in, in content wise, I think that anything that we consume any, any type of art that we consume can be a worshipful experience. And that's, that's one of the things that this really, this trip really drove home to me because there's this sense of, um, especially the last show, but all the shows we saw, like they were, they were very beautiful, right? The settings are so, so pretty. And I even sent you a picture of, of one of them. Like it, oh my goodness. I've yeah. Incredible. Literally not had my breath taken away until this trip. <laughs> like there were times where I was sitting and I just like, I had to put my hand on my chest and just like suck in my breath and, oh, and be like, so wow. Cool. And I think what we can take is that sense of wonder and that sense of beauty and that sense of grandness and turn that into praise and worship of God, mm-hmm. right? He created creativity. He yeah. created our eyes that can see beautiful things. He created our ears to hear beautiful music. He created these people who have so much talent that they can produce shows like this and act in shows like this. And so for me, I think if I were to rewind to myself at like 20 years old, it would have been, I love this, but I feel kind of guilty because this isn't actively like building the kingdom. Building. Exactly. Or, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think now I realize, no, like it was such a worshipful time for us. Um, And yeah, so I don't really know if there's a huge takeaway, but that's kind of what I've been mulling over. Is it anything that inspires awe, anything that's beautiful? Like, it's so funny. Like we, I wasn't expecting to be impressed by the skyline. I was, because I've been to New York multiple times, like not since I was a teen and young adult. But for me, like I said, sightseeing isn't my thing. It's not like, oh, look, a tall building. But I was actually more impressed by it than I expected because there is something kind of beautiful about it. Mm-hmm. Then we get home, like we still have snow on all the trees. We have starry skies because there's no light pollution. And that's beautiful too. And there's this sense of anytime you just see something beautiful or something wondrous or something that's just plain entertaining, I think we can turn that into worship. Like one of the plays we saw It was just a comedy and it was just slapstick. Like it was just, it's called the play that goes wrong. And, and it's, um, so basically it's like a play within a play. You're watching actors who are pretending to perform in this murder mystery, but the actual play is just the fact that everything goes wrong and they're very amateurish. And like, we laughed so hard. My throat was sore by intermission. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Like it was it was literally the the most um, concentrated two hours of laughing that our family has ever experienced. Was it um, was it about God? No. Was it a representation of a Bible story? No. But God is the author of joy. And the way I pictured it is like every time we were laughing, we were lifting that joy up to God. Like we've talked before about prayer is kind of... Um, presenting our emotions to God, right? And just kind of recognizing our emotions and recognizing that God is with us. And that in itself can be an act of prayer. And so sometimes even something like that, that can be, um, that can be an act of prayer too. That's great. I think that's, that's something you can take anywhere you go and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. you know, whether, and I think, I feel like with um, entertainment being the way it is right now, um, CGI, like, okay, so I remember the first time Jurassic Park, the movie, the recent, Uh like, you know, years ago, but yeah, it was breathtaking when Mm -hmm. that first scene came on with like the dinosaurs and stuff. But Uh now CGI is so advanced, like there's very little that wows us. And I've I've also heard of this phenomenon of kids. I say kids, you know, 20 some, (laughs) but you know, these people that, and all of us get so used to being able to put filters on pictures right. that nature looks bland in comparison. Uh-huh. And they get so used to like these enhanced things, whether it's enhancing mm-hmm. people or enhancing that like no filter is not cool anymore. Well, it's mm-hmm. come around to be cool again because of the hashtag and all, but it just the idea that, yeah. that we have maybe numbed ourselves to a sense of Mm -hmm. wonder in some ways. And I think that one really cool thing about traveling, going somewhere different is to just try to tap into that sense of wonder. What Mm -hmm. are the things that you can just consciously be like, wow, that that's amazing. And, Mm -hmm. and then take that feeling, take that appreciation, take that joy, whatever it is, and then reflect it back to God in praise and exactly. whatever in a prayerful attitude. I think that would yeah. be such a good exercise um, yeah. to do. And then I think you could take it one more level. So the first show we saw was Phantom of the Opera, which like we watched the the stage version at least once a year. Like we're, we're all super familiar. So again, kind of like the skyline. I kind of went being like, yeah, I know Phantom, but you know. It's kind of We're the thing see you do. It in New York, yeah, yeah. Like to me, I I kind of went with a hipster sort of vibe. Like I uh, I know Phantom. Like why aren't we seeing something more, you know, avant garde or whatever? Yeah. But um, but it was it was very very impressive. And then the um the second musical we went to, I already knew the soundtrack very well and really loved the soundtrack. And at the very beginning, I had a tiny bit of um almost a letdown. Like I would love to experience for the first time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I would love to see this show for the first time, not knowing anything. And so there's a, a practice in mindfulness called beginner's minds that I think can relate to this. And so it's a little hard. Like I knew this, I, I could probably like sing you the entire soundtrack, start to finish without any prompts. And so what I was at first doing is like you, you kind of sing ahead in your mind, like, you know, what's coming up. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would try to do, and it was actually harder than it, it sounds is like, I would constantly remind myself, like, here's what they're singing right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about what's coming up. And I would ask myself, like, what if this was the first time? What if I had no idea what was coming? Because, yeah, we can get jaded about things. I mean, we live in, you know, apologies to everyone in all the 59 other states. We live in in the most gorgeous, beautiful state in the U.S. (laughs) Like, we truly do. But, yeah, we don't think about it every single day necessarily. Mm -hmm. But, again, there's this sense of what if um, kind of like – it was very clear we were tourists on our first night when we were walking through Times Square because we were all like looking up and pointing right. and stuff. And the locals were just like eyes straight ahead or, you know, right. at the ground just going. Yeah. And so there's this sense of um, like when when I drive the Glen to come and visit you, it's this big highway with some really pretty 
uh, views and they even have signs and pullouts for people to take pictures. And when I see people stopped taking pictures, initially I'm like, haha, Taurus, but roll but your then, eyes, right? Or somebody taking then, a picture of another moose. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, moose. <laughs> I but, still do that. So but, but then I remind myself like people travel across the world yeah. to see this view that I get to see once a month. And yeah. I can see more if I wanted to make the trip. Right. Um so again, we're even even if you're never going to leave home for the rest of your life, like what is something beautiful about where I live? What is something that that my city has that's just pretty or nice or or something like that? And and coming at it with a new mind. And I think that that sense of beginner's mind, kind of like what I was doing at um the show I was familiar with, I think it can really help us in our Bible reading as well, right? Like what if you were reading the story for the very first time mm-hmm. um, and you didn't know what was going to come, right? You you didn't know that he was going to rise from the tomb. Practicing to put yourself in that, I think, can can really help us to engage more with stories that feel very, very familiar. I love that. I actually didn't know that was a thing. I have my own thing. I always call it alien mind. No, not oh, really, but I uh-huh. I pretend like I'm an alien from another planet yeah. that just got here. And sometimes I'll just be like, what would I think about this? Or even just someone uh-huh. from another country that's not used yeah. to our particular tradition or whatever, or mm-hmm. another family that doesn't know how our family right. does things. But mm-hmm. but I always think of it as, you know, what if I were an alien from another planet and I just landed and I'm like a fly on the wall in this situation, what would I think about it? So that that's my I version that. of beginner's mind, but I like beginner's yeah. mind better. It sounds less weird. Um, it's a little bit, you know, but maybe you want to be an alien. Uh, yeah. Alien mind. But I like <laughs> that because I feel like it just gives you a sense of, of, of being in the present moment and appreciating mm-hmm. what comes and, yeah. and not being in such a hurry for everything. It's like, it, it's like, a way to keep yourself. It's the same concept as that mindset of busyness when you're always thinking about all the things Mm -hmm. that you need to do. Because even if you're in a moment where you're still, you're not appreciating it because you're always just in the back of your mind. Well, I've got this and this and this I've got Mm -hmm. to do. So you're Mm -hmm. already there in your head and you're never resting. You're never taking a break. So beginners. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it can really help our our prayer lives too. So instead of always thinking about what's coming next, just know like I'm I'm right here. I don't need to think about, Mm -hmm. you know, what's an act to or or whatever. So yeah, those were just some of the um some of the things. Let me see if there was anything else that I really wanted to um to drive home. You know, kind of like what you said about just the the benefits of travel. Um I think it it does help you build your empathy, right? You understand better how people live in a way that's different from you. And I think that that's obviously really, really good for our prayers. The more empathy we can bring to our kind of personal lives, I think the more effectively we can pray for others. So, you know, anytime you're traveling or maybe you're not even traveling, maybe you're just I don't know, you're waiting for your spouse at Best Buy and just people watching, right? Like the people watching, I think that's what I like. I enjoy airports for the people watching side of it because it's just 
it's kind of fun. Like there's, there's people, um, you know, young families with little babies and, you know, business people in like really fancy suits and everything in between and young and old. And it's just, um, an, an interesting intersection of, of people that in your day-to-day lives, you, you probably don't come across that many people from that many various backgrounds. Um, you know, unless, I don't know, unless you work a really, I don't know, unless you work at an airport or something like that. And so I think that, yeah, the more we get exposed to the way other people think and even just simple things like the way people dress or act, you know, like we told the kids before, like you you just don't make eye contact with people and it's not to be rude and it's not because you're scared of people. That's just how you do it there, you know, and just even, um, yeah, learning that different cultures and, you know, even subcultures have different kinds of unspoken rules. Like even if, you know, if I were to go to your church and you were to come to my church, I'm sure we'd find a couple minor variations. And that just gets enhanced when you're, you know, the farther away from your own culture you get. And I think that enhances our prayer lives and increases our empathy for others in a neat way. It does. And I I think especially about someone who's traveling and maybe resenting it, um, mm-hmm. Or even not traveling, maybe in the hospital for an extended yeah. stay or yeah. like my neighbor right now who's in like a rehabilitation center mm-hmm. to try and get mobility back. Like there mm-hmm. are these places that we find ourselves that whether it's traveling for work or traveling and not really yeah. wanting to be there. Um, mm-hmm. One mindset thing that we can kind of flip and I don't want to make light of whatever situation the person is in, but if you can get yourself to a place of thinking, God has me here. He's got things yep. here for me. What mm-hmm. would, and, and rather than being angry about where you are and fighting against it, yeah, riding that wave of where God has you and being like, mm-hmm. and I've known people like this that have, that have been in a hospital and have said, well, mm-hmm. this is my new mission field. I yep. just encouraged my anesthesiologist with yeah. a prayer or, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I just at the very, um, the very basic level, just being a kind person. I mean, that goes a long way nowadays, showing the love of Jesus in a very tangible way, whether they know you're a Christian mm-hmm. or not. Um, yeah. But our friend Heather Hart had COVID mm-hmm. um, last two years ago, but she had mm-hmm. COVID and ended up on the verge of being on a ventilator. She was very, yeah. very sick. And I just remember she, she blogged about it after she got well and she got to a point of being like you know what this is really this stinks and this is awful Mm -hmm. but this is my mission field right now yeah she had her husband bring a little speaker in and she had christian music playing all the time Mm -hmm. and she Mm -hmm. like had several of the people at the hospital she was at um just talk about how when they walked into her room they felt like peace they're yeah, like, I don't know what it is about your room, but I just, mm-hmm. when I come in here, I really feel a sense of peace and knowing Heather, she shared the gospel right then and yeah. there, but you yeah. know, just see, try, trying to, to flip that script from this mm-hmm. thing is happening to me that I have to be here and being like, God is opening a door for my sphere of influence to get yeah. bigger. My bubbles expanding. How yeah. can I see my next divine appointment? And what am I going to do with that? No, I love that. And that, that sense of 
piece when people came into your house room kind of brings us back to what we first started off, you know, creating a sense of home where you are. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of, you know, when Jesus told his disciples, when you enter a home, give it your blessing. And I think that that's really important. Even if you're just staying overnight at a hotel and you're waking up at four in the morning to catch a flight, I think blessing the space you're in, um, I think it's very important. I think it's mm-hmm. important in the spiritual realm because especially if you're in like a hotel, people come in and out and in and out. You don't know all the things that have happened in that room before. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think we need to get superstitious or scared about that. But I also think it's it would be unwise for us to be totally foolish. It'd be like, well, you know, God's on my side, so I don't need to worry about anything. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I, I love with Heather and the music. That was something I did at our Airbnb too. Because again, it created that sense of home. What would I do if I were at home? I have some music on, right? And to me, um, and not everybody's like this. I think some people are better at um, picking up. What am I trying to say? Like reading the the emotions in a room, right? Yeah. My husband would tell you, he can walk into a room and, and not really like, he'll notice the facts. He'll notice how many people there are, what color somebody's suit is, you know, that kind of thing. Um, some people can walk into a room and notice the undercurrent, right? Like, oh, this, this place feels sad or this, you know, this place feels peaceful, like Heather's hotel room. And I think that um, there are things that we can do in this space that we're in, even if we're just there for a day or a week, right? Like I picture Heather in that hotel room, not only blessing it while she's there, but maybe even praying like, God, the next person who's in this bed, help them to experience a sense of peace mm-hmm. as well. So there's a sense of like, as you're going about your day, giving your blessing to the people around you and the spaces you enter. And I think um, travel is a neat way to practice that because you are noticing more than normal. You're not just kind of with your blinders on doing what you do every day. But I think that that habit translates really well into our daily life, right? Every minute, every time you walk into your church, you give it your blessing. And you every time you see people in a store, you just, you wish well for them. I think that that in, is another way of just kind of spreading grace everywhere we go, right? And so even if you're... Um, you're traveling for business and it's a trip you really don't want to take, or you're in the hospital and you're at a place where you really don't want to be or or wherever it is, you're stuck in a traffic jam and you're really stressed. Like God has you in that space for a reason. And I think sometimes one of the reasons is so that we can even pray over the, the space itself where we are. And obviously the people that we're coming into contact with. Yeah. I think that's good, good wisdom. Yeah. Well, this was really fun. Thank you. This also kind of helped me (laughs) debrief my trip, which, oh, one more thing I wanted to mention is when you come home to just kind of sit prayerfully with God and, and resist the urge to just rush into, okay, that's over. And now, now I'm back to laundry and dishes and my work and, you know, that transition prayers, transition practice. Yeah. Yeah. From one thing to another. We've tried to be kind of deliberate, like Scott and me and with the kids, you know, of still sort of debriefing. Okay, now that we've had some time, like what what's something that um, you're probably going to remember more? Like, I think it helps us to solidify our memories, too. And I think this is a beautiful habit. I, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I think it's really heightened after a trip. So what I've been doing is as I fall asleep, I, I just remind myself like, okay, if I want to think about all the cool things we got to see, like 
can I, can I think of 10 really cool things, right? Or um, are there 10 people that we came across that I want to pray for? And and it's not long, you know, it's not like I'm taking 20 minutes to pray for the, the guy who, you know, checked, checked me out at the drugstore when I, you know, grabbed some ibuprofen, but even just a there quick- was a guy at the drugstore that checked you out. How did Scott feel about that? <laughs> I'm, that. I'm going to have to talk to him. I'm sorry. <laughs> That was wonderful. I'm no. sorry. The check he checked out the oh, ibuprofen and so handed cheesy. it to me. Okay, got it. Got 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 the clarification. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that there's really cool benefits. You know, it solidifies your memories, but it's also a nice habit to get into just at the end of a normal day too. Who were some people that I came across today that I could say just a super quick prayer for? Um, What's something really neat that happens today? Like what I try to do with that comedy play we watched. I try to like every so often just play through my mind of some of the funniest punchlines, right? Because then it's as though we bought one ticket, but I get to to laugh and feel joyful like for the rest of my life, you know, as long as I maintain those memories. So I think that that's a neat way as well. Like I said, it's great for vacation, but it, it translates very well into just the everyday life too. Um, mm-hmm. as you're going to bed, 10 people you came across, you can pray for, um, 10 things you did, and then you can kind of use that as a springboard. So, okay. I, uh, I took an Uber. So let me pray for the Uber driver or, you know, just, okay. We walked by this soup kitchen. So I'm going to pray for their ministry there. Right. Just, um, I, I think a huge takeaway is just the art of noticing mm-hmm. and the art of, um, not just experiencing as a consumer and then being done right but but reflection and that um yeah that noticing i think can enhance our prayer lives very well too that is so good one yeah. last thing before we go you have mm-hmm. to show us your coffee mug i saw a glimpse oh, that's of right. it and it's your color <laughs> It oh, is my color. color. So, it's your lucky uh, pink. Yeah. So if you don't, if you listen to us, um, I, I record in a pink sweater, like hot pink. And yeah. So this is actually something else we did to make it feel like home. The Airbnb had a coffee maker and um, what we, what we each did as opposed to like, you know, dirtying up a mug every time someone wanted a cup and then someone having to wash it by hand and it's an itty bitty kitchen. Um, we went to a souvenir shop and everybody picked out a mug and that was the mug we used all week. So, you know, it, it kept dishes <laughs> at bay because people were just responsible for washing their own cup and that was it. And then we brought it home. And yeah, again, it's just, it's a reminder. And yeah, it's, it's kind of what I meant. Like my goal now is to, when I see this, not just say, yeah, here's my mug and here's my coffee and let me get going to the next thing. Right. But even if there's just a half a breath length of pause, Right. That was a great trip. Thank you, God. Then, you know, that's a $20 overpriced souvenir that I'm I'm happy to have brought back. That is so cool. Well, I love the mug. And yeah, for those of you that watch us on YouTube, you get to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the I heart. NY, I heart NY. Everywhere. In Alana Pink. In Alana Pink. I know. I was pretty happy to find it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Jamie, thank you. Cause like I said, I've, I've been kind of feeling a need to sort of debrief and think through and even just share some of the beautiful things that we got to do. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, one more prayer nugget when God does something beautiful in your life, sharing that with somebody else, it, um, it solidifies it. 
in your yeah. own brain mm-hmm. um, or even just writing about it, right? Like um, on the plane ride home, I just grabbed my journal and did two pages of everything that went really well. And it turned just into kind of like a gratitude brain dump, but it's also now something that I can keep mm-hmm. and to remember. And like, we're all going to remember the big things, but you know, a year and a half from now, when I come across that journal, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, we watched that one funny episode of Psych and we laughed a lot, right? Like if I hadn't taken time to write that down, I wouldn't, wouldn't have thought about that ever again. So yeah, when God does something great for you. I think it is. It's cool to share that with somebody because it, or with your journal or both, because it helps you to, to solidify that um, and to process it. And again, yeah, I think, you know, we had an episode recently about transition prayers and the importance of not just jumping from one thing to the next, but having some process and reflection time in between. So thank you, Jamie, because I feel like that's what this was for me. I really, I'm glad. That's great because we debated, we're like, should we record? Should we just catch up? But this is a great combination. This is kind of a both. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's still catch up a little bit because oh, yeah. there we were still some need fun, to catch up more. fun details. It was, but no, I'm just, I'm very, very thankful and um, very much recognize that not everybody has the ability to do something like this for, for the kids. It truly was a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Um and yeah, I'm glad that they got all of that exposure to to new places. You know, now if they have to fly somewhere on their own, they're not going to be like, what's an airport? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I think it is important to see how uniquely people live in different parts of the world. Um, so whatever. And it doesn't have to be travel that allows you to do that. Like, that's one reason why I love reading memoir. I feel like it just, it really enhances my understanding of what other people go through. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, I don't want anybody to feel bad being like, well, I've I've never been able to take a vacation or, you know, however, just hopefully there are nuggets of bringing that sense of wonder into your day-to-day, that sense of mindfulness, that beginner's mind kind of thing. When you're reading the Bible and reading a passage you've read a hundred times, there's, yeah, there's a lot of takeaways even for people who um, aren't regular world-class travelers for sure. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, we would love for some more reviews for Praying Christian Women. So if you have been listening to the show and with us for a while and haven't left us a review, um, that helps us for sure, just in terms of um, some of it's just hearing from you, hearing what you do like, and some of it's just helping spread the word so that others can find us. And we will leave you now with our blessing and benediction. May you never forget the Savior's sacrifice on your behalf. May the groans and tears of Gethsemane serve to constantly remind you of the Savior's submission. May the wounds he bore give voice to the limitless love he bestows on you. May the cross speak to you every day regarding the forgiveness and grace that are yours in Christ. And may the hope of resurrection fill you with joy and, sorry, with joy unspeakable from this day and forevermore. And our benediction is from Ephesians 3 verses 20 to 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him 
and change the world one prayer at a time.